This episode of the OrthoBullets podcast will go over the topic of chance fracture, otherwise known as a flexion distraction injury, from the spine section on orthobullets.com. A chance fracture is a flexion distraction injury that is often caused by a seatbelt injury. It may be a bony injury or it may be a ligamentous injury, and a ligamentous injury is more difficult to heal. Keep in mind that the middle and posterior columns fail under tension, and the anterior column fails under compression. Again, a chance fracture can be a bony injury or a ligamentous injury, the latter is more difficult to heal, the middle and posterior columns fail under tension, and the anterior column fails under compression. Associated injuries with chance fractures include a high rate of gastrointestinal injuries, with approximately 50% of patients with chance fractures having gastrointestinal injuries. With respect to imaging, you should obtain an AP and lateral radiograph, as well as flexion extension radiographs. An MRI is important to evaluate for injury to the posterior elements, and a CT is important to evaluate the degree of bony injury and retropulsion of the posterior wall into the canal. With respect to treatment of chance fractures, this can be either non-operative or operative. Non-operative management involves immobilization in a cast or a TLSO. This is indicated for neurologically intact patients with a stable injury pattern and with intact posterior elements. It's also indicated for bony chance fractures. With respect to the technique, you may either cast or brace specifically a TLSO in extension. These patients must be followed for non-union and kyphotic deformity. Operative options include surgical decompression and stabilization. This is indicated for patients with neurologic deficits and in patients with an unstable spine with injury to the posterior ligaments. This is specifically seen in a soft tissue chance fracture. With respect to techniques, you can use an anterior decompression and stabilization or a posterior indirect decompression and stabilization as well as a compression fusion construct. An anterior decompression and stabilization is usually done with a vertebrectomy and struck grafting followed by instrumentation. A posterior indirect decompression and stabilization as well as a compression fusion construct historically has been done three levels above and two levels below. Modern pedicle screws, however, have changed this to one level above and one level below. Distraction constructs are used in burst fractures and compression constructs are used in chance fractures. With respect to complications, the ones to be aware of include pain, deformity, and non-union. Pain is the most common complication. Deformity can include scoliosis, progressive kyphosis, which is common with an unrecognized injury to the posterior longitudinal ligament, a flat back, which leads to pain, a forward flex posture, and easy fatigue, and finally, post-traumatic syringomyelia. Okay, so now that we've gone over the major points about this topic, let's go over a few questions to apply the information and get a sense of how this topic has been tested on past exams. The first question reads, A 23-year-old man was a restrained backseat passenger in a head-on motor vehicle collision. Examination revealed extensive bruising diagonally across his chest and abdominal areas and extreme pain at the thoracolumbar junction posteriorly. The lateral chest radiograph showed splaying of the spinous processes and increased disc height at the level of the injury, but no fracture of the vertebral bodies. He underwent a posterior spine fusion with instrumentation to stabilize the spine after a full trauma workup revealed the spine to be his only injury. Where is the center of rotation for this injury? And the choices are 1. Interspinous ligaments, 2. Posterior longitudinal ligament, 3. Anterior longitudinal ligament, and 4. Abdominal viscera. The correct answer to this question is 4. Abdominal viscera. 
so the injury described is termed a chance fracture of the spine, and the radiograph suggests significant soft tissue disruption of the spine without bony involvement anteriorly. The question asks the examinee to infer that the injury is an all-soft tissue injury continuing through the disc space and that the forces acting on the spine are almost completely distractive and on the same side of the center of rotation. A chance fracture of the spine is classically regarded as a flexion distraction injury resulting in variable bony slash soft tissue injury to the spine classically associated with a center of rotation anterior to the spine, frequently being associated with bowel or other abdominal organ injury. Moving on to the next question. A 32-year-old male presents to the emergency department following a motor vehicle accident. A radiograph and a CT scan are consistent with a flexion distraction injury of the lumbar spine. What is the most likely mode of failure of the posterior spinal column? And the choices are 1. Tension, 2. Torsion, 3. Fatigue, 4. Compression, and 5. Shear. The correct answer to this question is 1. Tension. So the clinical presentation and imaging studies are consistent with a flexion distraction injury of the lumbar spine. The mode of failure of the posterior column is tension. Ginorette et al. described seven cases of a previously undescribed lesion of the lumbar spine consisting of a burst fracture of the vertebral body associated with a posterior subluxation of the adjacent lower-level facet joints are described. They postulated that the lesion is due to a flexion distraction mechanism and due to the inherent instability recommended surgical reduction of the posterior subluxation, reduction of the burst fracture with anterior distraction, transpedicular bone grafting of the burst fracture if necessary, and fusion of the destroyed motion segment or segments. Mickels et al. discussed the classification and treatment of thoracolumbar fractures. They state that most compression and stable burst fractures should be treated non-surgically. Patients with unstable burst fractures and neurologic deficits require direct or indirect decompression. And moving on to the final question. A 12-year-old boy is emergently transported to the emergency department following a motor vehicle accident. He was restrained in the back seat with a lap belt. On a physical exam, bruising is noted across his abdomen. Lateral radiographs exhibit a bony chance fracture where the spinous process has been avulsed. Which of the following injuries are most frequently associated with this injury pattern? And the choices are 1. Cardiac tamponade 2. Pulmonary contusion 3. Colonic rupture 4. Bladder rupture and 5. Acute cholecystitis The correct answer to this question is 3. Colonic rupture So the clinical presentation is consistent with the chance fracture of the spine. These fractures are often associated with concomitant bowel injury. A chance fracture injury is a flexion distraction injury of the spine. The anterior column, or vertebral body, collapses under compression and the posterior elements fail under tension, that is rupture of the interspinous ligaments or avulsion fractures of the spinous process. A common mechanism is a motor vehicle accident where the child is wearing a seatbelt, leading to a seatbelt sign. In the presence of a seatbelt sign, one should have a high suspicion for a bowel injury. Reed et al. reported seven cases of pediatric patients with chance fractures all had associated intra-abdominal bowel injury. Holland et al. retrospectively reviewed 28 pediatric patients with chance fractures. 71% sustained following road trauma. 11% had associated small bowel injury, but all patients had abnormal abdominal CT scans. That's all for this review about chance fractures. Hopefully that was helpful. This is the OrthoBullets podcast, a daily audio review session by OrthoBullets. 
the free learning and collaboration community for orthopedic surgery education. If you're enjoying the podcast so far, please consider leaving us a five-star rating and writing us a review on Apple Podcasts. It will help us spread the word and increase our discoverability tremendously. Thanks so much, and we'll see you all tomorrow.